Tesla Inside Out is a Clean Technica podcast and video series in which Clean Technica CEO Zach Shahan chats with seven-year Tesla insider David Havasi about interesting, funny, and inspiring Tesla history and Tesla news. You can't find anything else like this online, so be sure to subscribe if you like what you hear. This episode is being sponsored by Tesla Shuttle. Tesla Shuttle is a city-to-city shuttle service using Tesla vehicles and sometimes other electric vehicles that has routes in the United States, Canada, and Europe. With Tesla Shuttle, you can enjoy luxurious, smooth, and clean intercity transport in the safest cars on the road guilt-free. Book a ride today at teslashuttle.com. So here with David Havasi, another episode of Tesla Inside Out by Clean Technica. Uh, David, just as an intro if anyone's missed it, uh, worked at Tesla from 2012, right before the Model S came out, mm-hmm. until 2019, basically led opening of the Tesla store here in Sarasota, Florida, uh, Lakewood Ranch area, and um, recently got poached, left, for, still love Tesla, has a lot to share, so today, Instead of doing a story about Pseudo history, retired. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of doing a story about uh, his old stories from Tesla, uh, we actually wanted to talk about some news. Um, oh yeah, I'm Zach from Clean Technica. Hopefully you know that. If you're watching that, I hope you know that. But if not, then welcome. Uh, but uh, there's maniac. Bloomberg New Energy Finance has had news. Uh, you know that the energy density of batteries has tripled, or approximately tripled, since 2010. So I was curious to hear David talk about how he's sort of seen that implemented, you know, from the Tesla side in the past uh, seven years or, or so, or or decade even, because you got interested in Tesla back in the Roadster days, um, mm-hmm. and uh, how that sort of has, you know, behind the scenes improvements in energy density have worked their way into Tesla products, uh, mm-hmm. and how that sort of has evolved the Tesla products and the, and the customer experience. So uh, that's not too much for you to swap. <laughs> no, not at all, Zach. I'll, I'll just take that in and, just, and process some amazing content. Z- Zach threw a classic, I call it the Shahan curveball, where he's like, hey, make sure you have a very interesting Tesla story. So I just stay up all night. No, I actually don't. But I think of a story and like, Zach, I got a great story for you. He's like, great, you're not going to tell it. Uh, this is like right before we start shooting this. We're going to talk about something completely different. And um, I want an in-depth, deep analysis uh, from it, from from your inside perspective. And and then so like the little gerbil on the wheel in my brain is turning. He's having a panic attack. I'm not. It's, it's, it's fine. But uh, no, it's, um, but switch, switch, switching, switching gears. The um, so yeah, the, so energy density over time. Yeah, that is getting a lot of. Um, a lot of buzz, particularly now, because uh, the revelation that I think the auto industry is happening, and of course the market is happening as far as as far as um, uh, analysts that try to uh, get, put a value to Tesla, they're realizing that the energy density of uh, that the other OEMs are coming out with their batteries are um shockingly not up to the same yeah i mean you have you have um you have tesla's you know 74 kilowatt hour battery packs outperforming other oems 100 kilowatt hour packs which is you know all this i mean that's already 25 percent and then and then when you and then when you consider that tesla just did another bump to 390 from their 100 kilowatt hour pack, and you're seeing other uh, 100 kilowatt hour packs performing well below <laughs> and the cars, 300, and, and the cars and some closer to 200. Yeah, and then the cost, the and then the cost, uh, the price point for these vehicles being equal to or much greater than so. Like sometimes you have the same range and double the cost. <laughs> yeah, because I well, of course, and then and the narrative in the industry has been um, like, oh, the the OEMs will catch up, and I hope they do. They need to, because we need Tesla can't build all the electric cars. You know, there's plenty of room in the sandbox for everybody, and we really need them to. We need people to be able to see 
other manufacturers electric cars on the road because it validates the the technology it, it validates the transition they're like oh well if so and so is doing it it must be it must have reached prime time so it, yeah it's particularly prudent having this conversation is particularly prudent now because there has been this kind of revelation of like whoa yeah tesla is like <clears throat> way way ahead in this yeah and on the i mean the the research from bloomberg near energy finance or bloomberg nef as they are labeling themselves now you know shows sort of industry-wide a bloomberg by any other name still smells as sweet <laughs> yeah it's it's approximately tripling uh energy density in general and, and in the case of mm. the, the leaf the nissan leaf we've actually i've done this before we've seen nearly a tripling of the range since 2011 so mm -hmm. that energy density improvements for the leaf batteries has gone into basically more range on the tesla side like were you, were you selling the the, the model s 40 i mean did we did yeah. we did uh, we, uh, there was a handful of them, you know, they, I think they only comprise and, and, you know, there might be people that, you know, shout at the screen when they, or, uh, when they when, I believe it, it comprised only about 5% of the, of the order take rate of the initial pre-orders. Uh, and so as, as some of the uh, listeners and viewers would recall, or maybe they didn't, weren't aware of this, what Tesla decided to do was uh, still honor the 40 kilowatt hour pack that people ordered but what they did was they took a 60 kilowatt hour pack and then they software and then limited. they software limited it to to 40. uh and what was the range on that do you remember the, the, it's like 140 or 140 miles I'm, if, if i recall it was like mid hundreds really uh, wow yeah. i didn't remember it being so low yeah yeah 140 150. okay yeah so that, 140 150 range for a tesla model s with 40 kilowatt hour battery pack mm -hmm. and I, I mean, I think the Elon said that um, basically it wasn't popular enough, so that's why they discontinued it. Correct. Yeah the 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 order rate the pre order rate for that pack. Um, uh, yeah. You and how much was that now. car? So that car was approximately price of a, of a Model Three, wasn't it? Was, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's um, I mean, it's fifty nine fifty nine nine, I think. If it I recall wasn't, correctly. Wasn't low price of 50,000 50, or? Uh, at, well, after, that might have been the after incentives oh, uh, oh, for it. Yeah. Um, but, but it was sort of down in this. Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 59, 59 was the 60 kilowatt hour. Because I remember there, there were, um, there were um, uh, it was, I think it was $10,000 increments. So I think 85 kilowatt hour was yeah, I've, 69, I've, nine, uh, 60 kilowatt hour was 59 in change whatever the, and then um and then the 40 kilowatt hour was um 40 49 so, so you basically had a model s that you could get yeah. with a, like 150, <laughs> 150 miles range fifty thousand price sort of a uh long range a tesla model 3 long mm -hmm. range with some nice features uh and so you've seen seen now you know back from then 140 miles to now you have what's your miles on your car 300 and 322 322 now. yeah and it's just a more complete car with a, obviously a lot more hardware. Yeah, I mean the 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 forty kilowatt hour. Yes, yeah, it, it was zero to sixty in in five point nine. <laughs> so slow. And um, <laughs> yeah, which is just um, it'd be like oh god. It was originally gonna be like six five, uh, and then um, and then Elon. Uh, the, the story is that when he's like. No, it, he, 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 he drove it and he described it as feeling like a hobbled horse. And so uh, that kind of set the, the, set the bar of like, like under, under six second, zero to 60, you know, at least for the, you know, for the sedans and things. And, uh, and it ha that has been the case, you know, and, until. Uh, so then, so I mean, basically you had a car that no, almost no one bought because the range was low, the price was n not low enough, it was, you know, 50000 still. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in seven years, we've graduated to a 330-mile three, Model 3 with a lower price and much more complete car, and it's selling, like, you know, oh. hundreds of thousands a year. It's astonishing the value proposition now. I mean, well, even, even I mean, look at, look at the, look at the new the new long range Model S. You know, they just announced last week the that the Model tell, S- Tell them what happened in case they missed the story. So, <laughs> in case you missed it, uh, the, 
the Model S, long range as they call it now, it's the 100 kilowatt hour pack. It was it had an EPA rating of 373. And then Elon, in a couple occasions, I think he did it on the earnings call and he did it on the um, Tesla third row podcast. He alluded to that it's actually has a, a longer range than it's it's actually capable of a little of, of a little bit more now. And then just recently, I think of the last week uh, of of this filming, they officially had to change the EP, through, via the EPA uh, to to three three hundred ninety miles, which is incredible because if you if you look at the the price of the car, it's the same price. It's actually well. Let's put it. Let's put it. This, let's put it this way. Um, the P eighty five in two thousand twelve was a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, it was rear wheel drive. <laughs> it didn't even have parking sensors. Uh -huh. Um, you had to pay forty five hundred dollars for navigation as part of the oh tech my. package, uh, and <laughs> oh, also yes, to have the, the tech package. Uh, for so you had to, for the tech package to have an auto lift gate. Uh, this was all part of tech package. To have the handles present when you walked up to it, that was part of tech package. You had to sell it $4,500. Uh, to have fog lamps. This was basically like a five grand. I mean, people are like, people, when they go crazy about autopilot, I was like, you had to pay $4,500 <laughs> if you wanted nav yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. You know? And um, uh, the panoramic roof was $2,500. Right. You know, you just like, boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, you're at a car. And that's that, now included. I mean, the glass roof is now included. Oh, it's, yeah, all, all these things are included now. Mm -hmm. All these things are included. That car back then had a zero to 60 of 4.2 seconds, mm -hmm. had a, a EPA rating range of six, or excuse me, of 265 miles. And the, the acceleration of the long range now is? 3.7. 3.7. So now you have a car that's base price is $20,000 less. Mm -hmm. It goes zero to 60 a half second faster, which is significant. That's incredibly significant, particularly as you start getting to four seconds and below four seconds. Yeah. Um, and um, has parking sensors, autopilot, power lift gate, navigation, glass roof, auto present handles, premium sound, premium interior. All these things were options. Netflix, YouTube. Netflix, yeah. You had a car, you had a, yeah, a 4G connectivity. This, um, even if you go to a P85 Plus, this, a comparable P85 Plus of 2013 would have been $135,000. And it wouldn't, and it still wouldn't be comparable. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, let me, let me put it this way. It would, it would not be comparable. It'd be like half the, um, <laughs> maybe not. You'd, 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 let's put it this way. In 2013, 135, thousand dollars model s would would have got you a car that was a half second slower not not all-wheel drive um no autopilot uh, i mean it's it's and the, and the it's funny crazy. thing so just sort of highlighting that that improvement i mean it's interesting that they've worked so much stuff into the car as the battery price has come down mm -hmm while keeping the range the same and then slowly increasing it. So they've increased mm. the range, worked so much into the car, lowered the price. Yeah, and it's all... over, over 120 miles more driving range. And I think it's like a little invisible to it because you because they're such they're just constant evolutions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he said and people ask, well, how did they increase the range? I think people are looking for whether they changed the battery. He's, he didn't give anything specific, just said there are a lot of little improvements. Mm -hmm. So they're just constantly improving, improving, improving. Mm -hmm. And you sort of, you see it gradually, but when you compare like a 2012 top of the line Tesla Model S to today, it's just, it's dramatic when you really go through how much has improved with cost, battery, features, everything. Yeah. And then even, and then you think also the 2012 Model S, was like an award-winning, stunning game oh, yeah. changer. <laughs> it was it was Motor Trend Car of the Year, which is the most coveted award in the auto industry. I mean, yeah. uh, it won Automobile Magazine Car of the Year. I mean, you name it. Uh, Motor Trend went on to say it was the the greatest car of all time that they've yeah. tested um, recently. You know, recently, the past seven years, the, uh, uh, I think it was like last year. They said the past seventy years, it's the most greatest car they've ever tested. Um, yeah. And so was, these, it, was it Car and Driver that called it Car of the Century? Uh, 
It's one of those other that. magazines labeled a car of uh, the century. Yeah. I mean, it's so significant. Yeah, they call it the most significant car since the Model T, since the first Masterpiece car ever. So, I mean, the significance of the original can't be understated. Yeah. So I think the, like you said, the incremental improvements, I liken it to like, um, like watching your child grow up where you see them grow every every day every it's like it's like incremental but then when like your aunt aunt and uncle come to visit and they haven't seen your kid in forever they're like whoa they're a giant now they're so huge they can do all this cool stuff that they couldn't do seven years ago when the you know, last time they visited you know so so it's almost that great analogy of like we had something in its infancy and now it's a seven-year-old so you know in its infancy it was kind of crawling everyone's like wow that thing's so you know it's so great and now it's like that thing's doing calculus like what <laughs> like, that and, thing, and that i'm and a lot better i'm tesla i'm tennis obsessed so we could say you know sort of like the venus williams and then and then along comes little sister serena the, the model three <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's, yeah you know the model s is still as amazing uh, and the, sib the sibling analogy is is an apt one. You know, but, you have the little sibling coming up. You know? So, so what? Just I think just continuing to highlight how that has evolved. How has the customer response to these vehicles evolved for you? How, how have you seen it evolve from 2012 with that groundbreaking Model S to today with a Model S that's significantly better, cheaper, longer range, and a Model Three that's a whole nother beast? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what I remember when we first. Uh, what's What's really incredible was the roadster let's go way oh, back sure. you know to, to like to like, you know let's go back a decade because you know I, i'm a sucker for sentimentality i'm a sucker for like stepping back five ten years so like 10 years like roads with the roadster you had the roadster sport so um uh so that epa rating of 245 uh realistically you know kind of like twos into the in the hundreds yeah you have if, to, if you want to drive it the way you wanted i i wonder how what percentage of people know any any of the specs of the original roadster yeah so, so give the full what's the full uh yeah what's the full details on the original roadster so uh the roadster had two two powertrain choices the original was it went to zero to 60 and 3.9 um and then uh, then the sport version uh, the sport powertrain was an option and that um uh boost, boost the acceleration to 3.7 seconds so it was, it was two tenths of a second it was a twenty thousand dollar option <laughs> yeah to, for that up for that upgrade and people paid it well yeah. and we used to do blind i called it the blind taste test i might, might have mentioned this before where people like so i'm paying a ten thousand dollars for every tenth of a second but the closer but but force goes up exponentially the closer you get to zero with the acceleration so every tenth of a second is actually makes an incredible difference and um uh and people so people were paying it you know, yeah. so it's, so it's three point seven seconds, and then but we, what's crazy was when we first when I first rode the Tesla, or the the, tes the, Roadster. the Tesla Roadster, it was astonishing. It was yeah. mind-numbingly quick. There, I mean, it was it was crazy quick. And and when we I thought, and I might have spoken about this before the, what what we thought it was like. Well, this will be the pinnacle of acceleration with Tesla. They'll yeah. have the Model S because the Model S at that time the, the quickest Model S was four point two seconds, so it was like half second behind. And we just thought, well, that's as fast as it's as a, a large that size sedan. Can go. Yeah, five thousand pound, full size luxury sedan. Um, and and the, so the Model S comes out at four point two seconds, which blew just yeah. blew us away. It was blowing away, you know, you know, five hundred horsepower twin turbo V eight you know, BMW uh, M5s, which was, you know, these videos started coming out yeah. uh, of third party, like Automobile Magazine, you know, they're, they're like drag racing yeah. Teslas and they're, they're just beating everything. And they're like, I sort of consider that was sort of like the Tesla drag race video era. There was like, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays there's obsession with all kinds of Tesla things. For a while, it was just like Tesla drag race videos were like the most amazing thing yeah. in the world that was just stunning everyone. But but the buyers, so I mean, the original Roadster buyers were like George Clooney, like super rich people with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, super, super early adopters. Yeah, yeah. And then you sort of saw people coming in through the auto magazines and interested in the Model S, mm -hmm. right? But it's still, uh, it still must have been a very different kind of population and, and clientele than today, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about, I mean, to take it to an extreme, perfect, perfect example. So let's look at this. The Roadster of 10 years ago, let's go back a deck. If you look at Tesla's offering, if you look at Tesla's offering 10 years ago, it was a two-seater ro Roadster, that was, the, that was the segment, 
it was it came up to like your hip bone um it had a trunk that you can f maybe f you can fit maybe like a carry-on in a uh, little a little trunk in the back and it, it and it went um you know 200 you know 245 believe is the epa epa uh epa rating fast fast forward <laughs> to to not only the model s yeah i think it's a good comparison to the model 3 which we're oh yeah so let's go right next yeah to, per, okay yeah. so let's go let's go <laughs> let's go model 3 let's go my model 3 yeah okay which is this is really wacky and this is a little something i haven't told you i i um i i have a little i have an, an I have, uh i splurged a little bit uh oh! The, this morning, so this morning. Oh, yes, this morning. You got you paid for the acceleration. I got. The, I did. <laughs> I did. So, so, I uh, so I had the Model Three, which the all-wheel drive, which currently has three three hundred and twenty-two wow. miles of range, is all-wheel drive, and uh, and out of and when you buy it, it has yeah, it's can seat five. Uh, comfortably, it has a rear trunk, front trunk, ton, tons of space. Um, of course, autopilot, premium sound, all the, all the, all the, all those wonderful things. Um, anyway, zero to sixteen, four point four seconds. That's what it. That's what it is um, when you buy it. But you can do the boost option for two thousand dollars. So instead of a twenty thousand dollar boost for point mm. two seconds, two thousand dollar boost for a half second. A half second. Which now my my four door <laughs> mid priced sports sedan Toyota Corolla kind of yeah yeah <laughs> has the same zero to sixty of the original Tesla Roadster of three point nine seconds. That's like if you would have told me ten years ago that like um, when I first experienced the Roadster, be like Dave, you you David Havasi, humble David Havasi. <laughs> We'll have a Tesla that can that can also that will have the performance of of a Tesla Roadster, but the functionality of a of a sedan, and not to mention a, 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 the driving range. Um, let me do some math: eighty, uh, almost eighty miles more. And, and I mean, it's like let's, just, let's clarify: you're not a Tesla fanboy, right? No, I'm completely objective. <laughs> David is like the definition. Like if you look up Tesla fanboy in the dictionary, David David is right there. And uh, but, <laughs> but but let okay go ahead. No, but the point is, back then you were a Tesla fanboy back then, correct? And you had no idea you were going to be driving a car like this with this these specs, this cost, all this yes. stuff. It's Seven astonishing. Years. So even, nobody had. So nobody even the most, that. even the most aggressive, you know, optimistic, enthusiastic Tesla mm -hmm. fanboys didn't see the evolution mm -hmm. coming so dramatically that has come. And I, I think and you said no one has. I think it's fair to. I, I would not be surprised if no one has. If no one really saw how much potential there mm -hmm. was in the next mm -hmm. kind of very, very following, few following decade. Uh, very yeah, very. I think very few. I think I think that from a consumer standpoint, I think from. Um, I think I think um, there are people within Tesla that that saw the the um, cost curves and you know. But even then, like you can things. look at some things and sort of mm. estimate, and, but it's still hard. But I'm not, well, I'm not, and also I'm not just to just to qualify the the term of fanboy. <laughs> I'm a pragmatic fanboy, and I've always been. Okay. I'm a I'm a fanboy in in the way that I recognize the significance yeah. of what is happening. I'm fully aware of the significance and I recognize it. There are other fanboys that regardless of reality, they're like, Teslas can fly. And you're like, they can't, well, you I know, mean, but you know, they're like, they're like irrational. Yeah. Um, well, I think, but this most is Most fanboys, their, their views are founded because it, because it is so incredible. Yeah. yeah, this is my point. That's exactly my point. And I think we've, we've sort of highlighted this point maybe too much at the beginning of the year when Tesla sales were still exploding, the stock market, stock price was exploding. And we sort of, as, you know, we've been criticized so many times for being over-optimistic fanboys. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing I want to highlight is, you know, it's really the product. It's not really about, you know, being overly optimistic. It's the product and the company improved that much. Mm -hmm. And we can see, even if we go back in time, seven, five to seven years, even us most optimistic fanboys, like we didn't really see how, I mean, we you couldn't really envision how much better the the products and company would get and i think mm -hmm. 
you know, so even we are too bearish sometimes. And so I think that the, the idea of denigrating fanboys for being enthusiastic about something amazing, is, it's just, it get, it's gotten old. And we've even gotten tired of even res responding to it. But I just wanted to highlight it because of, you know, yeah. seeing that you got a better car than a Roadster in, in just a decade, dramatically yeah. better. I remember before when there was rumors of a <clears throat> Model 3 performance, like they're going to release a performance variant mm -hmm. of it. Well, not rumors, he, he said they're going to, but it wasn't out yet. The, the specs were not um, released yet, the, you know, before, uh, this was before the Mo Model 3 performance. Yeah. And I remember talking to another uh, Kirby, he's, a, he's another local the Model guy. S performance. Oh, sorry, Model, Model 3 performance. Oh, okay, Model and, 3. And, you know, and Elon was like, oh, you know, it will, you know, they'll benchmark the, the BMW M3 and things like that. So I remember talking to uh, Kirby, another local guy, he's, I think he's on his third Tesla right now. And, um, uh, very outspoken and very enthusiastic about Tesla, and for good reason. He, he, I remember him kind of extrapolating, being like, "Man, yeah. imagine if the Model Three Performance had like a, a three point seven second zero to sixty. That would that would blow people away. If it had a three point seven second zero to sixty, it's a three point two second zero to sixty. It's a half, it's a half second quicker than our greatest expectation." Yeah. Of the of the most bold prediction from of one a, of the big from of a, a Tesla huge fan, fanboy, fanboy. which yeah. is you know, I think uh, I think I think we're getting to the point we we really have to recognize that the company is doing amazing things. But getting back to that yeah. that um, so the so we talk about how the product has improved, but also the cost is now basically as we've shown you know the cost of ownership for many people might be comparable to a Camry or an Accord rather than of course a sports car like the Roadster. So you've so now all these people who are interested in the roadster or the model s but just always thought it was you know obviously outside of our price range or something yeah. it all of a sudden you can get a car that's like mass market car and we're seeing this response this this flood of, of early interested people and then everyone who's getting touched by them every day uh in a legal way um legal legal, <laughs> legal touching yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, figurative. Uh, uh, I mean, you you would talk to a lot of people still. How how do you see that kind of just the general market response now as we have this this dramatic evolution in in, in, in vehicles? Even you know what's really funny when I talk to uh, just people out and about, you know, friends or friends of friends, and and, and you know, I have a Tesla, and of course, people are like, oh wow, right away their first their first inclination is that it's it's too expensive of a product it's out of the reach they could be a very successful professional we might have spoke about this before but the underlying thought is that oh teslas those are those expensive electric cars and i have to tell them um and i cite your article about comparing it to the to the uh and they're like oh well it's actually and I'm, I'm familiar with all of his work they and but i, I said it's it's actually a, in the realm of a toyota camry which i've never heard somebody say toyota camry oh that's out of my oh, just, that's um yeah, that's you know expensive. yeah you know um i mean it's it's not it's not something that would be universally seen as an opulent or splurging it's it's a very it's it's by very it's very design toyota made it accessible and um and a very lot you know accessible product so when so you see this perception shift where uh, uh and it is just perception where people are where they see it it's um where it's it goes from an, an unaccessible to accessible like oh i can have this now mm -hmm. it's not this thing that i'm looking through the window and I'm, I'm seeing all these other people enjoy it's something that me uh joe joe normal guy or a julie normal lady can um can now participate in and that's the experience that i had i thought all oh, the roads are so amazing but i'll always kind of it's like a dream card correct i'll always i'll always um I'll always admire it from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. I'll never be a participant in this experience. Somebody else will always be having this experience. And, um, oh, the future yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, oh yeah, you, yeah, there it is. The future, you, the t-shirt says it. Then the, the future arrives and you, and you get, uh, something you, you dreamt about. And mm -hmm. uh, it was actually, I was charging yesterday and pulled up next to 
I mean, a, a, a plug-in hybrid um, Chrysler Pacifica minivan yeah. was next to me. And I talked to him for a minute about Love how this. great the, the car, and he made a comment, which I didn't catch until afterward, uh, basically saying in some way that you was much, not in the same words, but much more affordable than the Model 3 that I had. Uh, like he said, oh yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's not so expensive, whatever, something like this. And I realized walking away, oh, I should have pointed out that my car is probably cheaper than it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like the Pacifica Hybrid, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's probably not that much of a difference. I have to look up the yeah. price, but it's yeah. similar. It's like 45,000. Uh, similar in price area, you know, they still get the $7,500 tax credit, which is, but uh, but this is the, the thing that I think a lot of people have is they just think of a Tesla as a $100,000 car. Mm -hmm. And they just don't know. And we, one of our most popular sol solar articles, was solar industry had similar drop in costs. And you know, I did an article that people's idea of the price of solar is probably two to one hundred times. Uh, and it's probably you know, they probably have a price in their head that's two to one hundred times mm. higher than the reality mm. because they have a price from either two years ago or ten years ago or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, because I, they think it's this belief that the that you, the future will continue to be like the past. Yeah. Which, but when you when you um, when you deal with um, things like um, like uh, Moore's law and um, and what is it with Ark Invest talks about um, um, the. Um, uh, the, the where where you see an, an a cost a cost decrease um, through um, economies of scale and things like that uh, it's a dynamic situation where prices go down so I think people at some point maybe they have priced it out yeah they priced it they, out in like 2015 or 2017 and they and think they, it's static yeah and they get that and we all do this I mean we all do this all the time this is how the human brain works right but if you just uh, if you really look at how dramatic the change is in such a short time um it's pretty stunning to just see how much more accessible and, and better the product gets yeah yeah and that and that's true like when they make those assumptions and and that's that is the current the current state of 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 electric vehicles is the demystifying of two things uh cost and range uh, the, or, or charging, I should say, because people at some point they've heard information about a Tesla, and that information is that it, they are super cool, but they're expensive, and they were right when they heard that Teslas were eighty thousand to over a hundred thousand, and 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 so they're they're right they, that information was correct, or they or they might have heard about a Nissan Leaf where it could go you know back somewhere you know hundred miles and there's nowhere 70, to, 70 yeah, 70, miles in 2011 yeah and there's and there's nowhere to charge it and and that information was correct back then, uh, but there's been massive uh, changes in both of these parameters where um, like when I tell people that I haven't used gas in almost seven years, their mind their head explodes. We have to we have to like show your your license plate again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah at this point kick gas yeah it's yeah. really good i mean i think you you do a great job of demystifying with with uh, as much as you can but yeah keep keep it so you know you, when when people say they when people hear that you haven't used gas mm -hmm. they just don't get it or <laughs> well it's so far out of i think people have become so and and, and this is kind of obvious but people are so dependent upon that resource because the, all they know, uh, they that's that's how you get around, yeah. and um, and then they st immediately, because I always told, uh, you know, when I was with Tesla and, and I trained new salespeople, you know, people would come in and they would barrage you with questions, and I'd always try to instill in, in the salespeople at Tesla, and I've said this before, people will ask can ask you a hundred questions, but they only want to know one thing: will this work for me? Yeah. So when they say, how long is it going to charge? Is it long enough for me? How much does it cost? Can I afford it? How quick is it? Is it quick enough for me? Um, you know, all, all, of these, all, all of these things. So whenever somebody asks a question, it's human nature to be like, well, how does that apply to me? Will that work for me? So, so when I say I haven't used gas in seven years, they go, well, is that guy's life like mine? Because I go to Ohio every summer. Yeah. And so they'll be like, well, do you just drive around town? I was like, no, I've, I've driven across the country. In two days, no I problem. We, I think we actually had a Tesla here with an Ohio license plate a minute ago. Uh, oh, the well, yeah. we're at the supercharger <laughs> had, right now. Yeah. Um, and so people immediately 
there's this demystification or people will see my car or they'll experience the performance of what it can do. Maybe like, yeah, but what is this? Like 80 grand? 100 was, grand. Yeah, 180 grand. You know, and I'm this for this model for my model three. Now, and I'll say, no, model three is about 40,000. Um, you know, of course, my inspect out is a little over 50, but I've done everything you can can do to it. Um, short of the, the air wheels, but um, um, but then they're kind of blown away because the things I'm showing them are standard, you know, yeah. like I'm not, you know. Um, and <clears throat> well, we we're yeah. almost at a million Teslas, um, and it's just uh, which is also mind blowing. The, yeah, the the tech curve and the cost curve has just has been amazing from that one to a million, you know, that were, and it, and then you just think at this point the number one barrier to another million is basically awareness. I mean, yes. there's nothing. It's, there's no, a million people could buy a Tesla Model Three tomorrow if they had more awareness of the yeah. of the car and there's produ production capacity. Correct. Well, for one, a quick flashback story, you know, that just to put it in perspective that, that, you know, Tesla crossed a million. I remember being in the office, uh, we were, I was in White Plains, New York in 2013 and it was me and Nathan Checo and we are, and when I was part of the delivery team and we were tracking VINs, I might've, I might've told you this before. Um, and, and the VIN, you know, tells you how many cars we've built, built and the first 10,000 VIN popped up on the screen. And we're like, we've built, <laughs> Tesla has built 10,000 cars. And we danced around the office. We're like, oh my God, like 10,000. Unbelievable. You know? Yeah, so to, so to think that, um, uh, you know, it's uh, 100, I do and, math, yeah. And other episodes we've okay. talked about delivery, you know, used to be delivering cars by hand to people's homes, door to door, you know, door mm -hmm. deliveries. I mean, you still have mm -hmm. some, but now there's just like they're just flowing out like. Whoosh, whoosh. Correct. Well, and what I tell what I tell people is, um, and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of um, uh, higher ups in, in in different OEMs, uh, as they try to wrangle how to enter the EV market, and I, I and the bottom line is this, every gas car now it wasn't this was not always the case but when you have entries like model 3 model y uh mustang mach e um you know when, when volkswagen starts coming out you know with their with their uh, with their their products when you start having these uh these vehicles coming out particularly with Tesla, because Tesla's doing it now. Let's use the Model 3 as an example. When I see other gas vehicles, uh, and they're brand new, you see them, they just pulled off the lot. I, I feel bad because I was like, that person didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. They made a choice that they thought was the best choice. And the fact of the matter is, with very small exception, the fact of the matter is they bought an inferior product because they didn't know any better. And so the fact that if people knew better, if they, if the, uh, the misperceptions of cost and range, if they just would have known that, they would have made an informed choice. And so what we see now is it's an education issue. Um, and, 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 the, and the funny thing, you expressed it really well here, but I've, uh, Elon mentioned something like that on a call once, and I, I've done two articles on that that Elon responded to in a kind of... Yeah, seriously. You know, one was like Honda Accord Toyota Camry buyers. What are you doing? You know, what yes. do you do? Like, that's what you just feel. And when those you are see great. That. And those are great cars. I'm and, not taking anything yeah, yeah. away from them. I mean, and they're historically but, amazing. And Elon responds something like, seriously, I think he's just seriously. And, um, and another one where you, I tried to express exactly what you just said. And, and Elon did this on the call where like, it's not like you're being arrogant or you're being mm -hmm. like, it's just, no. you just feel bad. You're like, oh my God, that person it's not bought a, it's not bought a new something. And you're just like, gosh, they don't even know what they could, what they could get. And it's not like, it's, I don't, I don't, it seems like it's hard. The, the problem I had is both these articles, we had a mixture of people like totally or seriously and a mix, and people like, you're such an arrogant fanboy. You're so, you know, so, so, you know, this turns people off. And it's like, you're just trying to express like a feeling like, just like, just go and experience the car. Correct. And just, I wish more people would just experience the Correct. car. And then, okay. If you really want a Honda Accord or some people do buy after checking mm -hmm. on a model three, uh, for one reason or another, you know, okay, fine. But it's just like, you just wish that everyone could have the experience. Correct. So that they, it's, it's like, it's like, <clears throat> 
it's like if you're looking at uh, an iPhone 10, or the, let's say the <laughs> iPhone 10 exists, yeah. and then people buy like the the 2008 Motorola Razor flip phone. <laughs> and they're like, check out this new or, phone I got. And you're just kind of, and you bite your knuckle. You're like, yeah, that's really great, man. Yeah, it's not like you're an arrogant prick for, for wishing they had experienced an iPhone 10. It's just like, or you know, even an iPhone 10 versus iPhone 5 or something, you know, it's like, you just wish they would experience the other option mm -hmm. and, and you know you just mm -hmm. feel bad that someone bought something that they probably enjoy a lot less than if they this, had correct had... but the, the, there is something that really solidifies this with me and, and knows it for absolute certain certainty and that is experience i'm not thinking like maybe if they maybe if they experienced uh, model three it would blow them away i know this from experience and the and the reason being and i spoke about this sometimes um me being partially retired like you know i get out and, and for rush hour i'll do uh uber and lyft in my car you know to like to get out of the house and i just of course i love just showing off um the tesla and 100 percent of the time without fail without fail and it doesn't matter if the person if i if the person lives in a two million dollar house or a two hundred thousand dollar house or a hundred and ten thousand dollar you know subs that you know like uh, you know whatever whatever the whatever the demographic of person whether they draw whether they drive a bicycle or or a mercedes it doesn't matter every time when they get in this car and i sh maybe show them acceleration and autopilot how quiet it is and, and the voice functionality and how it learns, because I won't, I won't talk about it unless they ask, but if they do, of course, <laughs> I'm happy to talk about it. But my point is this, they leave the, they leave the car like this. <laughs> like, that was incredible. And, and you've also, you know, you, just how many, how many people have you given test drives to in, <laughs> at Tesla? You worked Th at Tesla for seven years. Thousands. Thousands. Literally thousands. Thousands of people. So, I mean, you have the, you know, and, and Elon knows, of course, I've given to maybe a hundred, hundreds mm -hmm. uh but you know you just anyone who's done it you know everyone's blown away by the Correct. car and people don't realize what it is until they experience Correct. it and even even the most even the biggest skeptics you know like where the person and we might talk we talked about this before where where a person's like well i'm only here because you know my kid won't shut up about this thing or my wife said oh you gotta try a tesla and uh and they're like but i've been driving this one brand for 30 years i'm not never switched i'm, not, and I'm like cool well let's just check it out yeah. and then after after the drive they'd be like that was incredible and they and they get and one just back to that evolution so i mean in the past there's just a limited number of people who you show a car to now you know you're ubering lifting there's just i mean when you think about the evolution how many people are exposed to it all of a sudden especially with hundreds of thousands of new cars on the road in the past year um what's your thought i guess to close as the continuation of that evolution so in the next year two years three years like what's your kind of vision for how that continues to to change to transform well, I, th I think i think it will well i hope and what we've seen is um once somebody experiences electric motoring uh, at least electric motoring um from a proper electric vehicle um it's a it's a game changer for them mentally it's a new chapter in their lives. It's a new, ch they, they realize a, a level of possibility that they, that they didn't know existed before and they wanna talk about it. So it becomes this topic of conversation. Um, they talk about that time they, they rode in, in a Tesla, or, you know? Yeah. And, and um, so I think um, it'll continue to be a, a, a topic of conversation. Uh, like if people are on vacation down here in Sarasota from like Wisconsin or something and they've never even seen a Tesla in person, um, they they'll tell me people will be they, they'll go to like siesta key beach like which has been rated like the greatest beach in, a, beach in america the from... and they've they've what they went parasailing and they've swam uh, with yeah. dolphins and they've uh, the powder white sand and they're like this is the highlight of our trip they're like the highlight of our trip is driving in a tesla six miles to the airport yeah. they're that blown away yeah. and i could i can guarantee the, the, you don't get that kind of excitement in any other car, particularly another uh, car yeah. of, of this price point, you know? So the fact that the product has that kind of effect on people. So to answer your question, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just so shocked of how many people still are unaware mm -hmm. uh, of, of the, um, 
uh, of the capabilities of the product and the accessibility of the product. So I'm hoping in the two to three years, we're going to start seeing um, uh, an exponential acceleration of that so awareness. Awesome. And, and Snowballing. I think I'm really excited about um, the other OEMs uh, having, a, you know, because uh, the Maki I'm, I'm super excited about because all of a sudden you'll have, you have all these de four dealerships all over the country and and people will be able to experience that there. It's just another avenue for people to and we, experience. We have that. a mock e article from you to run as soon as you finish it up and send it over. It, it should so, be. It should be. I'll get it to you today. Okay. I think I really, really go, can. Should go in the next week. And uh, but but yeah. So you're seeing kind of snowballing effect. We have the Model Y arriving this this year is going to mm -hmm. give another opportunity for exposure. Mm -hmm. The Cybertruck potentially, which will just be a, a whole new visually uh, a <laughs> magnetic kind of thing. Uh, it, yeah. So you you just can you've you've seen seven years well even more than seven years kind of snowballing, and you just can continue to see it snowballing. But now we're at a much larger level of uh, basically because the product just continues to improve and, and come down in price at the same time. Correct. I think I think I think the pinnacle what, what what will happen, which is very important in why Tesla has been so successful. Tesla has been so successful because they systematically address objections. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, why need it to drive this far? What if we can drive that far? Why need it to be this quick? What if we can be this quick? Why need it to be this safe? What if it's safer? What if it, you know, so like everything somebody wants in a car, they've done it and more. They showed that electric vehicle could be do more than that. But the barriers have always been things like price or things like, man, the range was still kind of a thing, right. you know? And what we're seeing now, we start talking about a, a truck. A, a pickup truck, a club cab pickup truck, <laughs> having 500 miles of driving range, and a and a competitive price, and a compet at a at a, com at, a <clears throat> at a you know, at a competitive price for you you know, you start talking about electric vehicles driving further than their gas counterparts, yeah. uh, or a roadster that can go over 600 miles, a sports car that can go over yeah. 600 miles, and then you start seeing a cost that that is going below. I think that's the you're gonna see cost curve go below. Uh, this is the thing that will happen in the next three years that are, that are going to blow people away. You're going to start seeing the cost curve, the comparable cost curve, actually upfront costs go below yeah. a gasoline counterpart. And like Arcadvest yeah. talked about this, things yeah. like that. But then you're also going to see um, energy density and range density go up, go higher. Um, and, alt and a lot of hardcore inside EV or in, you know well, inside, EV, inside EV has talked about this clean tech has talked about this electric people who are experienced that's right you actually don't need that much range mm -hmm. you know 200 yeah. is actually more than adequate but for psychologically for people exactly yeah and um, just to open the door and I think that that's I think Elon said, a lot of people have said it you know you need a product that's not just as good has to be significantly better correct. so i think we already have a product significantly better correct but the more you get significantly better the more it just it, it opens doors and the more people say oh well this is just obvious so correct. you have this yeah I, i've got an article pending for for weeks that we've sort of hit a big crossover point but that doesn't mean it's static as you said mm -hmm. this is still a <laughs> so it continues to go down in price it continues to get better and it just gets more and more dramatic, the kind of the, the, the value proposition. So Correct. it's, it's going to be wild a few years. And I mean, you all, and you also have then electric vehicles from other automakers like the Ford Mach-E, uh, Mustang Mach-E, the Volkswagen ID3, that also get more, hit that crossover point and get better and better and expose more and more people to the idea and just have more and more options for style and brand and everything. Mm -hmm. So you just get, I think, a, a pretty crazy period the next five years. It's going to be Correct. wild. Yeah, Tesla, Tesla's, Tesla is kind of on its own level because what's interesting <laughs> is is uh, a lot of OEMs benchmarked Tesla's from like three years ago yeah. and, and, they, and they're like, well, our car is going to do that. Yeah. And when it came out, the specs didn't quite do that, but kind of close. But then Tesla's now. And the key years. thing is that they're good enough. They're good enough, Correct. and they're better. So Correct. it's like that's the so good Someone news. doesn't have to. Someone might not ever cross shop a Tesla with a Ford or a Tesla with a Volkswagen, and that's fine. Yes. Because their products are going to be, you know, at a good enough level, better enough, better than anything else, other than perhaps a Tesla, if if you like a Tesla more. And and I also like you know Mustang. 
really copied the Mustang Mach E really copied Tesla. And yeah. I, I call really it a love. I call it a love letter to Tesla. I, I love it exactly. Yes. And, love and that's a good thing. And the fun, the interesting thing to me is they didn't just copy. They changed a couple of things that were the sort of the two biggest concerns I hear about the Model Three. Not having knobs and and you know mm -hmm. you actually have them on the wheel, which people don't realize. I think mm -hmm. I use the wheel knobs yeah. a lot. Yeah. But. Uh, and so they added a knob on the bottom of the touchscreen, sort yeah. of like responding to what people were concerned about, mm -hmm. and also not having a, a screen, a visualization Correct, yeah. behind. So it's a nice little so, they, so I think they really tried to pay attention. What do people love? We'll just put it all in. Mm -hmm. What are people still concerned about? And they tried to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, that's going to be important for some people. And Correct. that's great. And it's great that there's another option. For me, I don't want it. I want the. I want my Correct. minimalist. As, yeah, as, but, as Model 3 drivers, we know that we know you don't need that stuff. I just either that, I use voice to do do anything and and the same speed it, it it always knows the speed just does it or it's right there over my knuckle you know and and, and so i'm not like driving like this yeah. but to your point it is it's kind of that gateway drug it's kind of be like hey here here is a it's a nice evolutionary um step where there's it's still enticing people they still have the warm and fuzzy feeling of the display you know, in the pinnacle area, um, they still have the knob they can hold on to, which I think is a really cool yeah. design. It's a cool take on it. Um, I mean, I personally don't want. It. It's like it, yeah. it, it, it's like annoys me like the old nose cones on the model, old model S. Oh yeah, yeah, but that always bugs me. The but nose the same, cone on the but people like variety, and there's all kinds of Correct. people, and there's going to be a lot of people who want and that we'll, knob, and that's great. And the, and the, and it'll it'll introduce more people to the concept of over the air updates, which is um, another thing <laughs> that is completely underappreciated. That every every year uh, that you have a, a a Tesla, it can have it has dozen it, it can do dozens of more things than the day you picked it up, for free. Yeah. And um and the fact that other um uh, it, it appears that that um Ford is put you know is going to have the know how to integrate over the the team that can yeah. to integrate that. Yeah, Ford, um, Ford told us very specifically when we mentioned this uh, that they will have the capability. Uh, so it's you know they're serious to affect and to affect like driving dynamics and some other things, not just and superficial things like um, display uh, font sizes. And, and I think like this this is a really interesting thing because we've we've surveyed EV drivers for years and we put out reports every year. Um, and something that's always at the top of the feature list is over there uh, air updates. Like this is a really critical feature mm -hmm. for especially from people who own Teslas. Mm -hmm. And something that I think it's just like, even if you follow Tesla closely, it doesn't register till you have a car getting over the air features, over the air updates where you feel this is a critical feature. Like, yes. like you might think, oh, that's great, that's great. But it it's seems like trivial you, until you experience it. It seems trivial. If you follow it closely, it might seem important. But when you have it, you're like, oh, I can't have a car without over the air updates again because my car keeps getting better. And this is like, enhances the ownership experience dramatically. And I mean, we talked about, they keep hammering improvements on range, every, on batteries, everything. We've gotten updates with our cars that have increased the range of our cars since we got, yeah. so it's like they've gotten more range out of the batteries even yeah. while we've more had range, the cars. More power. In the past six months. So, so, so there's like, I think there's that constant hammering of, of improvement that's just fascinating to see a, when you look at a decade perspective, like like Colin McCarrick from Bloomberg Energy Finance did, uh, when you look at several years, and when you consider that it keeps going. And I think that the sort of one of the things that Tesla's underrated for is how much they do that constantly, how much Tesla does that constantly, and other automakers have always had like a a cycle, a longer cycle of improvement for mm -hmm. models. Mm -hmm. And it, it's gonna be really interesting to me to see how well auto, other automakers adapt to trying to have constant improvements, to try to be at that level of, okay, you can buy a car this year and it's gonna be better next year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's gonna be critical. That's sort of an eye opener for, for I think, for consumers to see what how much of a different product it is. Yeah, and, and, and that, 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 that will actually be, um, a designing factor in, in the purchase price. So if, even if you have a car, everything being equal from a right. from a uh, performance and, and efficiency and functionality as far as like storage and say, but it's like this one has over the update. It's that's 
that's going to be like a segment now like that that's right along with performance and safety and storage it's like what is its malleability what is its ability to improve after purchase um after you drive it off the lot it, um everything else being equal you know so it, and these, it'll be interesting. Yeah, the top of the, our surveys for years have been uh super fast charging supercharging mm. uh over the air updates and a certain base level range these have been like the features most important to ev drivers for their next ev so these are people who know what they want from the next EV. So I think it's really fascinating that those continue, those have become much more clear to other automakers and buyers that these are important for, for certain reasons. But but the, the evolution, you know, just final, your final words, we're almost at an hour. So uh, mm -hmm. your final words on sort of just the, at the evolution of the products, the company and the, and the customers from 2000, 2010 or 2012 to, to today. Uh, what's the kind of big picture takeaway on, on that? Well, I think... Um, what do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> the, mean, uh, we've talked about it for an hour, but I'm just yeah, saying, just yeah. as a kind of closing... Uh, yeah, as a closing, I mean, I, I mean, me being a sentimental uh, sap that I am, I, if, when you look back at... Um, well, even, even when, when model when Model S came out in 2012, that, that, that car would blow people away today. So what I'm just really excited for, uh, you know, what, in, let's put it this way. And we touched on this things back then that I thought would be in, impossible <laughs> yeah. are commonplace yeah. now. So, and I'm, a, and I'm an optimist. Yeah. So things that I viewed as, as, as impossible are now commonplace. What things that we view now as impossible will be commonplace in yeah. the next three years, five years, eight years, yeah. uh, That's the things that maybe we haven't even considered. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what's really, that's what's really that's what's ex exciting about the company, isn't it? Mm hmm. Yes. Uh, and you see this twinkle in in the eye of uh of of some executives like i really like um um not only elon elon always has a yeah. twinkle in his eyes like oh and there's some stuff coming he always He's he always so adds that little like oh man and he wants to tell you but he just can't and so and there's like oh there's some and then, now that we've seen that for years now when we hear that we're like what is he talking about? And everybody goes crazy. What is he talking about? What's yeah. coming? Yeah. And everybody goes crazy with speculation. And, and then, you know, you don't really know normally until mm. it comes out. But, but, but what's really cool is in, in the, um, in the Maki presentation that they did, um, the, a couple of standout moments when they were talking about the user interface and they had, you know, the, the head of forward, uh, up there, uh, talking with the, one of the heads of the user interface, you saw this sparkle in his eye, yeah. this thing, he was really excited about, like genuinely yeah. excited about the product that they are about yeah. to unveil. And it was the same excitement that I think you see that we're in the similar realm of, of Elon. Where Elon's yeah. like, yeah. he knows it's gonna change the game and he knows people are gonna love it. And, and I think that's the, yeah. um, and, I think, and, and I think having other OEMs um, have that, which before, as far as I've only seen is, is, um, is, uh, is Ford have that sparkle yeah. where they're like, this is going to blow people away. Yeah. I have to say I, as much as I love Tesla and I, I find it exciting, I, it's a whole nother level to see the excitement about other companies getting to that level and getting excited and doing this, the same kind of dramatic uh, revolutionary changes. So for me, that's more inspiring in a, in a kind of way now at this stage, but we've had two writers spend time with Mark Royce, uh, president of, of GM uh, talking at length about uh, uh, about their efforts we've we've had um, I think to it we've had someone spend a lot of time with heads of the heads of Ford for the before the Mach-E came out they got mm. to ride in it before it was shown and mm. and learn about it and the, I, what's really uplifting to me is that the takeaways from those people are always like really enthusiastic like they're really excited they're a hundred percent convinced those companies are in it yes that they get it that they're yes. doing it they're yes. not you know and they really push back against the kind of criticisms which you see a lot of oh they're never going to get it they're never catching up and that i think you know anyone who's really spent a lot of time trying 
to see where they are today, not where they, speaking of static, not where they were three years ago mm-hmm. or five years ago, mm-hmm. can see that those that spark is hitting, that the, 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 the companies are working in a kind of similar right. kind you of... See, you see this underlying motivation, because I think a lot of times they'll be like, oh, they're just doing this to meet regulatory um, Those days are things. gone. Correct. Like when you see Bill Ford, and this was cool. It's almost like it's almost like he read like my 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 LinkedIn bio. <laughs> like it was almost word for word when Bill Ford was like, and I and I connected with this. He said, "There's always," and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he's like, "There's always been this reconciliation needed in automobiles, where the more fun it was to drive, the more taxing it was on the environment, and it always kind of." It always bugged me, and that's the part of the reason why I jumped into this industry was I wanted to address that head on. And then we, so when you see people like Bill Ford making these um, uh, 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 testimonies as well, you know, like the, he goes, it, finally we're at a point where we can address this dichotomy of performance and efficiency, and and and, uh, it, it, and it gives you a lot of hope. So this, I think, this is why I, where I'd really like to, to. You asked me for my wrap up. I think the most exciting thing for the next three years will be um, all of the the groundwork that Tesla has done. Uh, its key focus, its key parameter to exist, was to is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable transportation and energy. In the next three years, we're actually going to see a manifest a yeah. real manifestation of that. Yeah. Uh, um, the acceleration of third parties to this to this transition. Yeah, I think, that's what's really exciting. I think that's a good closing. And I, I would just also just triggered one more thought is, um, you know, for so many years they're writing off Tesla, sort of disregarding them, negative comments about Tesla. You never see that anymore, it seems like. Uh, you see like Mark Fields on, on CNBC talking about, um, sorry, <laughs> talking about, uh, give me a lot of respect, props to Tesla, what they've done, dice at Volkswagen. So I think everyone's got their foot planted in reality now. Mm-hmm. And the reality of today is not the reality of 2015, everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And the reality of 2025 is gonna be a whole nother world. So I think it's sure. really exciting. Uh, huge, huge thanks to everyone uh, for listening to us for an hour and um, humoring us as we talk about exciting stuff. Uh, please chime in in the comments uh, or on Clean Technica and uh, we'll get back to stories about the past soon, uh, but we're also trialing just talking about news and, and stuff. Thank you very much.